Young people have always been at the center of the gospel and close to the heart of God. In these youth-targeted messages, Bishop Edwin Ogo of the Lighthouse Chapel International delivers the principles of the Word of God in a down-to-earth style that young people relate to and enjoy. Bishop Edwin Ogo is an international minister, evangelist, and pastor of the Adenta branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International. Join us now as Bishop Ogo shares the Word of God.
louder. You can add a shout of joy. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Father, we thank you for the blessing and the privilege to be in your house. What a beautiful time. What a beautiful day. We thank you for what you have to give us, for what you have to bless us with. Thank you for an atmosphere charged with your presence. Thank you for the privilege to be brought close to you. We pray that, Lord, you guide us and cause your great will to be done in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. Turn your Bibles to Matthew. We are continuing with the great subject of the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. That is the blessing. Hallelujah. Oh, I can't hear you. The the Lord wants us to walk in blessings and everyone here will enjoy and come under the blessing of God. As a young boy, as a young girl, God's blessing can make a difference in your life. When you step in school, there will be a big difference between you and your classmates. In your area where you stay, there will be a difference between you and your neighbors. As a young boy, the blessing of the Lord can come upon you mightily and strongly. Amen. And uh, today, I want us to go to the Beatitudes and see where we left off last week. Continue from where we left off last week. Matthew chapter 5. I'm also finding it. And seeing the multitude, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them. This afternoon, Jesus has sent me to open my mouth and teach you something. And what you are hearing will bring a blessing to you. You see, at, at, your, at your age, at this age, you may think that you will do well in life if you go to Legon. If you become a lawyer. If you become a doctor. If you become an engineer then you become a great person. Or, if you are a lady, you may think that if you are beautiful, if you do your hair, and you wear nice clothes, when it's time to marry, you will get a husband. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But when you grow, you will come to understand that 
it is not Legon that gives you a job. It's not the university. Be, being a lawyer does not mean you will prosper. Hmm. It is when you go that you realize that not all the people standing at taxi ranks are area boys. That some of them are also lawyers. <laughs> that some of them are engineers. Yes. If you grow a little, you will discover that the more beautiful you are, the less likely you are to even marry. That a man who wants to marry a woman will not choose beauty first. It is a man who wants to sleep with a woman who will choose beauty and Coca-Cola seed first. <laughs> but when a man wants to marry a woman, that the first thing on his mind is not your hair. Because he even knows that this hair, when you get him, you remove it like a beret. <laughs> yeah, he knows that when you go home, no, you just do that, like that. So there is something called a blessing. A blessing. <laughs> if you are a student and your mind is blessed, when you study, you understand it. If your mind is not blessed, as you are looking into your book, you are seeing stars. When you are not studying astrology, you are doing math, but you are seeing stars. So God has to bless you. God has to bless you. And that blessing must begin now, now, as a young boy. So that you grow up with it. Because when the devil also wants to destroy you, he also sends things into your life at an early age. And then you grow up with it. I'll say it again. You didn't hear me. I said, if God wants to bless you, or if you want to enjoy God's blessing, it is very important that you get blessed early in life. Like me, I got blessed. The blessing of God came upon me when I was just 16 years. I got born again. 16, I began to be blessed. 16, one six. And as I grew up, the blessing grew up with me. Yes. As my age increased, the size of the blessing also increased. And I'm saying that the devil also uses the same formula. If he wants to destroy you, he starts when you are young with things that are not very destructive, that are just, you know, uh, what is the word? Mischievous. Just mischief. But as you grow, then the power to destroy your life of that behavior comes up. Yeah. So a young girl, I mean at your age, 13, 16, 17, I mean, you may like boys, but I mean, it's not just some here and there, small boy, just hold your hand, see you off. Every day you are with boys, 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 I mean. So it may not look destructive now. But as you grow, 23, 24, and the same boys, boys, before you know it, 
by 25, you have been pregnant three times. When the devil wants to destroy you, he starts in a very, you see, the, 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 the English word I want to use is very big. You know, and I don't want to frighten you. Or I should say it. Hey, you guys. Mm. When Satan wants to destroy you, he begins very early in your life with evil that is innocuous. Not Pinocchio. Innocuous means that it's very subtle. I mean, you, you can't see that there's evil. I mean, it does nothing to you. Yes. At your age, you watch pornography. And there's, there's, it does nothing to you. But as you grow, you see that it begins to corrupt you. Till you are at a certain age and you have even lost interest in women. Now you like boys. <laughs> you are into boys. Yes. Innocuous. Always, when the devil wants to destroy you, he starts when you are young and you won't feel that something bad is happening to you. You won't feel that something bad. But as you grow, then you see that the, the power to destroy you, the same thing, is changing your life completely. Yes. You are in the house. I mean, right now, you can insult your father. Even if he slaps you, he will pay your school fees. <laughs> Say, you know, of course. So, 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 so you will know the power as a young boy. You are still in the house. You quarrel with your mother. You are a girl. You quarrel with your mother. She speaks. You also speak. And you bang the door. But you are in the house. When she cooks, she will give you some. Hey. At least some asia dear. Asia the under. Yeah. But as you grow, you realize that that thing you began early in life is fighting you. It is fighting you. You see clearly that things are not moving the way they must move. You finish school, you are in, finish university, and still, you see, the same you and your mother, you don't flow. It's the same you and your mother were not flowing early, but now at a certain age, it is now significant. As you grow, for instance, when you are driving, when you start, when you start the ignition, Room, we start 10 kilometers per hour, 5 kilometers per hour, 15 kilometers per hour. As the car is moving, you can move the steer like that. Sometimes when I feel sleepy, I do that. I just do that, just, just to steady myself. As the car is moving, just change it. But you can do that only at the beginning. When the car is moving at 100 kilometers per hour, 150 miles per hour, on the highway, on the motorway. You are doing this near my God today. Yeah. So I'm saying that there are some things in your life. You see, I'm talking about how the devil works. And I'm, 
the, the, the title is the Beatitudes, Blessings. And I'm just making a point that it is important that you enjoy the Beatitudes early. Because when the devil also wants to destroy you, he starts destroying you when you are traveling at 5 kilometers per hour. But at that speed, no matter how you move the steering wheel, the car is still on the road. But try it when you are moving at 200 per, per hour. Just a little tilt, you are in the bush. A little tilt, you are in the bush. That is why Luke chapter 8, verse 6. Look at it. Look at Luke chapter 8. We'll come back to Matthew 5. Verse 7, sorry. Next verse. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns, watch it carefully. You see this only in Luke. And the thorns sprang up with it. The, the phrase is sprang up with it and choked it in the... In, uh, so at the beginning, there were thorns. So, I mean, imagine a, a field where there are this type of thorns, but they are just, you know, shrubs. They are just beginning to grow. And there's also maize or wheat or, or, or tomatoes. It has no effect. It is a tongue, but it is very small. That's why it said, and sprang up with it. So, as the good seed is growing, the tongues are also growing. And it is when they grow that you see the destructive effect of the tongue on the tomatoes. At the beginning, before it springs up with it, you will see it being destroyed. I'm saying that be very careful how you are living your life as a young boy. Because... There may be evil in you that is not destroying you now. You may be doing some evil things and you will get away with it. But as you are growing and the evil is also growing, that you see that the power to change your life has come. That's why I'm, I enjoy... When I'm preaching, I could have preached the same message to your parents this morning. But they are, they are already grown. But you deserve to be blessed early. You deserve to hear God early. When you are enjoying God's blessing, I'm glad I got born again when I was 16 years. I'm glad. I've been a pastor for over 20 years. Over. And I'll tell you something I've discovered. The people... Who get born again when they are old? They don't last. Anybody you know who is a stable, established, solid Christian, elderly person, go near the person and ask the person when he or she got born again. The person will tell you, early, 18, 16, 13, the people who get born again when they are in their 50s, they are caked. You can't even mold them. You, you have not seen cement which has caked before. You, 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 so you won't, you, you won't understand. Cement which has caked is harder than a stone. 
it is harder than a stone. That is why if you want anything to happen to you, anything good to happen to you, start it now. You are not doing anybody a favor by sitting in church on Sunday afternoon. You didn't come to church for me. You didn't come to church for the person who invited you. You are here for yourself. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you feel you are here for somebody else, then you're in the wrong place. Then your mind is not working well. You are here for yourself. You are here for yourself. The best time to find God, the best time to be stable in God, is when you are a young boy. I have not met even one who gave his life to Christ later in life, who became stable, malleable. No, they come as drunkards, they come as womanizers, they come as godless people. Oh, I've seen them. Even 40, I've, I've seen 30-year-olds who just got born again. They could not change. Eventually they leave. They can't change. You've been in the club, clubbing, drinking, smooching, having sex. When you are a teenager, fooling everywhere in, the, in your 20s. In the titles, when you change, the power that must keep you must be a very great power, high voltage power. High voltage power. It's a blessing that at your age you are sitting in church. <laughs> Let no man deceive you. At your age, I was in church. And you are looking at a man God has blessed. Through, through walking with God. Yeah. Through fearing God. Through having His word in my heart. And on my heart. I didn't come, I didn't get born again in my 40s. <laughs> Or in my thirties. No, 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 no. You will not even do well. So if you found yourself in church at this age, embrace it because this is the time. Yeah. If God will do you good, this is the time. Anything God has for you, if you start with it from, from, from your youth, Jesus, as a child, he became great as a child. He was in favor with God as a child. Look to as a child. Go to town, fool around, sleep with women, fool around, drink, and so on. The ones they are 38, they, they come to church and come and stand in front, they are giving their life to Christ. Even as he's under, he's even drunk. He doesn't even know what he's doing. The next time he goes, so the very thing he, he was, that was preached about is the opposite he's going to do in that. In the, because he's used to it. You cannot teach an old dog new tricks. But thank God, a new dog, a puppy can be taught new tricks. May you be the one God wants to teach. He began to teach. He opened his mouth and began to teach. And what did he say? Blessed are the poor in spirit. For there is the kingdom of God. I told you, from verse 3 onwards, it is an attitude you must have that brings you a beatitude. There's something you do that brings a blessing. So Matthew 5, 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Get the messages and listen to it. I don't want to recap. I preach powerfully on this point. Yeah. Poor in spirit. Next verse. Blessed are they that mourn. <laughs> 
I love this. This one, it's, it's, it's too nice. I like it, Papa. Yeah. Blessed are they that mourn. Because they are the ones who shall be comforted. To mourn means to be sad. But it goes beyond being sad. To mourn means to be conscious of the things you have lost. To be conscious of what, you, what has been destroyed in your life. And I will always tell the story of the woman whose husband died and the pastors went to her house. If it, ah, did you not visit somebody like that recently? I went with you last week. Yeah. Her husband had died. What was the woman wearing? Black. Black. Black scarf, dress, everything black. Did she have a son? Yes, please. As we were talking, the woman was talking. She, the son came for the remote. See the remote? Just change it. It's like, he's not aware. He's lost something. Old. He has lost his father. But he's not aware. Was he wearing black, black? No. No way. He was wearing what? Green. You remember. Very good. The mother is aware of her loss. You must be aware of what you have destroyed in your life as a young boy now. You must be aware of how, how you have twisted your soul with pornography. Be aware that you are a destroyed person. You are the one comfort and solutions and God's help will come to. I love this one. Because people are not aware. <laughs> You see a wife who is not aware that she is destroying her marriage. That what she has done has destroyed something. They are not aware. But I say, blessed are those that mourn. You will never go to a house where, where like, the, the father has died. And the children, small boys, 11 years, 9 years, or 7 years, are wearing black, black, and sitting down like that. Never. They are playing football at the back end. They don't understand the problem their mother understands. Yes. Foolishness is in their heart. But as they grow, they will understand that, hey, honestly, my mother has done well. Yes, she has done well. If this man is my father, then my mother has done well. But you wouldn't understand. Because now there's soap bubbles in your head. Hey, gas, gas, water. <laughs> but as a young boy, you can be aware. You can be aware. You can actually, if you sit down and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, you will be aware of, of the evil going on around you. And when you are aware and it affects you, you are sad that this is going on, you are the one comfort will come to but if you don't understand what is going on, your father died last, uh, last Saturday. You are in the house playing gutter to gutter. <laughs> Do you know gutter to gutter? gutter. Yeah. Small pools. Yeah. And your mother is in the house. Her eyes are red. The eyeball is coming out. But it doesn't occur to you because you don't understand. Father, grant these young ones understanding Yes, to mourn. May they, may they understand what they have lost. May they understand what pornography has done to them. May they understand what they are, what they are lewd appetites. 
have done to them. And when you understand, you'll be the one to come to church. You won't sit down for someone to call you to come to church and say, you, it's even lucky you came to church. <laughs> I'm preaching. Some of you sitting here, you are saying that we are lucky that you came to church. We are lucky. I see. <laughs> Next, beatitude. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. There. There is something on this earth for you. But if you are not a humble boy or girl, the meek, you are not humble, you will never enjoy it. You will be here on earth dry, suffering. The fact that we are going to heaven does not mean we must suffer here on earth. It is. I mean, why should we spend 80 years, 70 years, 60 years suffering here? No, there is something here to inherit. Here, not in heaven. It's there. And these are red letters. Have you, have you checked in your Bible? It's red. This is Jesus speaking. The man who is in heaven waiting for us. The man who is going to come down to take us to heaven. is the one saying that here on earth there is something for you to inherit. But your arrogance will block all the blessings. Blessed are the meek. Next verse. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. For they shall be filled. <laughs> they shall be filled. I want to advise you, young boys and girls. Don't go on a useless hunt. Don't go and chase things that will never fill you. The Bible is clear. The things that give you satisfaction are righteousness, hunger and thirst after the right things, the good things, righteous things. They will fill you. Unrighteousness will never fill you. It will never satisfy you. The more you watch pornography, the more you watch, you watch till now, you are now having sex with your next door neighbor's dog. Destroyed. So like time comes, you want to see a man, you don't like a man, you want a girl just like you. Yes, because evil never satisfies. For they shall be filled. It is only righteous things that give us satisfaction. As I'm here this afternoon, I am satisfied. No amount of alcohol will satisfy you. The more you drink, the more you want to drink till you have drunk anything drinkable. You see it all the time. They start with beer. Guinness, they drink, it doesn't mean much. Then they go to Akpetishi. Then they finish Akpetishi. They go to Sodabi. Now they start drinking, sniffing glue. Because evil will never satisfy you. Evil will never fill you. Are you listening to me? Evil will never fill you. If you, if you think evil will fill you, this afternoon I came with news that it will not, no sin will make you happy. Will, 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 
you will chase it, you will get it and ask yourself, Ah, is this it? Is this what I've been looking for? I want more. Ah, is this what they call having sex? No, 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 no. No, I want more. Once a week is not enough. Twice a week. Now you are texting boys. They should come. Everything I'm saying, I can give a name for it. The examples. There was a girl here. It's not boys were texting her. She, a young girl, just one of you. A boy, she will be texting the boy that I want to come to you. You have sex and have sex and fool. You realize that a time comes. Having sex with a man is not enough. You must now look for trees. Trees. Or, or horses. Why? What's the principle I'm teaching you? The principle is that evil will never satisfy you. You keep wanting more and more and more and more. But righteousness, a little fast will make you fall. A little scripture, a little quiet time, a little worship, a little word, a little time in church. You're okay. For they shall be filled. Next, I've, I've, I've preached all this. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Beautiful time I did two weeks ago. Get the message. Verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart. Yes. For they, was it last week? Yes. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they, those people who are pure in heart, they are the ones who will see God. And I told you last week that you may not know, but all the things we are doing, we want to see God. We want to see His power. We want to see His mercy. We want to see His favor. We want to see His healing. We are all trying to see God. For they shall see God. That not mean God is sitting on a throne with a white shorts and a white beard. It's not that. No. To, they shall see God means they shall see God's power. They shall see God intervening in their lives. For they shall experience God. The pure in heart. So what the devil does is that he will come and drop you guys don't know this, but when we were kids, there was something our mothers used to wash white shirts with, called blue. Do you still have it? Oh, blue. You drop a little in the, the water, the any becomes bluish. Type, yeah, then you put the white shirt in it. Wow. Yeah. When you put the blue in it, you can never take it back to pure water. Satan, will you... What are the things I shared with you last week that can pollute your heart? Hurts and offenses. You are hurt. You are offended. It will make your heart impure. And therefore, you will not see God's power. You will not see God's intervention. Yeah. Those of you who are easily offended, may you heal. May you heal. What's the next thing? Bitterness. You are bitter. It changes your life. 
your face becomes crumpled with pimples, bitter. You see somebody knows some, some bitter water enters your mouth. You are, your heart is bitter. You won't see God. God doesn't appear to people who are bitter. Bitter against your father, bitter against your mother, bitter against your sister, bitter against your teacher. What has your teacher done? <laughs> oh, I love this. Today I've come to verse 9. So, sorry, what are the other things? Impure thoughts. Yes. Impure thoughts. They will pollute your heart. And some things you watch make your thoughts impure. Um, Kunkumbaja. How will you trust a man? I'm sure there's some mistrust somewhere in that thing. I'm sure. I've not watched, but I'm sure there's some. Somebody is deceiving someone. Somebody is uh, some, collecting somebody's husband. And so a boy, somebody's brother is chasing another girl. And two brothers are in love with one girl. And I'm sure it's all. It's all the, the, the same. same, sorry. Yeah. And the father has a child with someone. And that boy comes later on a horse and enters the house. And <laughs> he comes on a horse. Stupidity. <laughs> so you watch out. So when a man comes and says, I love you. I want to marry you. Say, why? Why? It's my name, Kunkumbaja. <laughs> what you watch. And you will not see God. Your life will be a little life of big difficulties. A little life of big difficulties. You will see God. That God will intervene. God will help you. God will deliver you. God will save you. God will... No, 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 no. It will be just raw. Your life will be raw. You and nature. Verse 9 today. Blessed are the peacemakers. I love this. Blessed are the peacemakers. Shoma katala basaya. For they for they, for they, they shall do what? They shall be called what? Yeah. And it is important that you are called a child of God, not a child of the devil. It's a curse on you for someone to call you the child of the devil. Blessed are the peacemakers. Look, if you are a child of God, it is very important for you to listen to this one. This is for the, those who want to be or who are children of God. Because it is a blessing. Because it's a beatitude. They shall be called. For someone to call you a child of God. Versus, like there's somebody, 
I, I, I believe the person is a child of the devil. I've not met a devil incarnate on earth since I was born in 1922. Yes. And when somebody feels that you are a child of the devil, you are cut off. It doesn't have much to do with you. Blessed are the peacemakers. Now, how do you enjoy the blessing of being called a child of God? Just the, someone referring to you as a child of God. In school, oh, that boy is a Christian. That guy at work, your boss knows that you are a child of God. Oh, 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 oh. Favor will come to you. You will be chosen. If you are known as a child of God, you will be preferred. Yes. By your works and by your behavior, if you are known as a child of God, you become a great person in the eyes of people. Look, they may not even like Christians, but being known as a child of God, being known as a Christian, being known as a proper child, brings favor in your direction. How do you get it? It is there. Blessed are the peacemakers. Say peacemakers. Say peacemakers. Peacemakers. Now, a child of God must understand a few things. Notably, that this life we are living is full of conflict. Conflict. Quarrels. Fightings. You go to a house and brothers in the same house, same mother, same father, they don't talk. Especially they are gas. They don't talk. Quarrels. Jesus predicted. He predicted. Turn your Bible to my to you. Are you there in my to you? 24. Verse 6. He said, And ye shall hear of wars. These are the signs of the last days. Ye shall hear of wars and rumors of war. I hear, I hear, Betty is not talking to Francisca. I hear, I hear, Bernard and Anaya, they fought yesterday. I hear, I hear, rumors, rumors, rumors of war. You will hear of wars and also rumors of war. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. There is more life beyond wars and quarrels and fightings. May you see that end. Yes. Verse 7. 
For nations, nation shall rise against nation. And kingdom against kingdom. And famines, there shall be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. Generally, there shall be unrest. Now, if you're a young boy, listen to me. Young girls, listen to me. It's not only nations as in Iraq shall rise against Iran. When Jacob and Esau were in their mother's womb, a prophecy came and said, two nations are in you. So a human being is a nation. Yes. One human being is a nation. Nation shall rise against nation means that quarrister shall rise against quarrister. A boy shall rise against a boy. A girl shall rise against a girl. A flamer against... Be very careful of conflict. As you are sitting, talking nicely, chatting, having a nice time, sharing scriptures, don't be fooled. You'll be surprised that the next moment you have been blocked on WhatsApp. Your text doesn't go through. <laughs> you must always be aware. Never, never think that because you and Cecilia are happy friends, it can never happen that Cecilia can rise up against Pamela. Nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Entities. A church can rise against another church. Two friends, two friends, Mamiesi and uh, Mabel can rise up against Emilia and Christabel. It's a sign of the last days. And also, there shall be earthquakes. That is where you are. You've not done anything wrong, go. But it's shaking. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, oh, you're going to smoke Indian hemp. Or you are going to steal money. No. You are in your house nicely, but the ground is shaking. You don't need to do something bad for the ground to shake. The earth will quake, whether you are a good man or a bad person. Listen, I'm talking about. How to be a child of God because the world we are in is now a world of conflict. Conflict. Fightings. Not just in one place. So one of the things you must always be aware of, you must be sensitive to demons that try to trouble you. That try to bring um, enmity Strife. You are with, at home with your sister. Then suddenly, when you greet her, she doesn't mind you. That's the world. We, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture of the world we are in. You've done nothing. But somebody will rise up. Ah, what have I done? 
All I have done is to help you. Everything I did was to love you. I mean, so what have I done wrong to you? But the person is not a human being. You see the person as a human being with muscles and shoes. He's a man, but he's not a man. He's a demon standing there. You see her with long hair, but it's a devil. It's amazing, eh? In my life, eh? By the, by the Spirit of God, I, 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 I was able to tell that somebody was a demon. It took years. It happened practically. When I made that diagnosis, because you see, Jesus Christ, he called Peter Satan, but he was with him. He was there after living in, he, he, he inherited the post as, a, as an assistant. You may know that somebody is evil, but you, 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 you see, you should still be with that person because people change. But you'll be surprised that some people don't change. Some of you sitting here doing praise and worship and writing notes, pretend you are actually an actor, you are an actress. You should rather be acting movies because you are not a Christian sitting here. <laughs> you are an actor, you are a plastic Christian. Plastic. Watch out. Watch out for conflict. I've told you, nation shall rise against nation. That is, I, I told you, Jacob and Esau said two nations. And so a person is a nation. You can see that a person can suddenly ask you that they just rise against. Out of nowhere. You are with your husband. Normal problems. That we all have. Suddenly your husband gets up and says, he wants to leave you. Ah! Why? Then you, you say, you have done this. You didn't cook. Or there are cobwebs. But we all have cobwebs in our house. You didn't cook. Ah! But we all eat watches sometimes. <laughs> but I see that what is normal, the person just rises up. No! It's like, be, beware of conflict. That's why blessed are the peacemakers. So, so when you are around in a relationship, one of your responsibilities in life is to be a peacemaker. Otherwise, the title a child of God will bypass you. You will be seen as a child of the devil. So in your life, two things you need to do. You must learn how to create peace. How to create peace. And number two, how to keep the peace. Now, I want to end by showing you today two ways. I don't have much. You know me, I don't, I don't have much always. Just a little, something small. Two ways to be a peacemaker. Just two ways. I don't want to fill your mind with a lot of... You're already writing exams. Two ways to have peace. 
so that you will not be called the child of the devil. Because I, I, I don't know. I mean, I would have thought that, ah, if you call me a child of the devil, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't say this. It doesn't. But apparently, it's a blessing to be called the child of God. It, 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 it's a beatitude. It is a beatitude to be called a child of God. It's a blessing that when somebody refers to you as a child of God, a blessing, I, I don't know, don't ask me as a church that, oh, Bishop, what is the type of, I mean, what, what kind of blessing? I don't know. We are all learned. But what we know is that it is one of the beatitudes, one of the blessings Jesus spoke about. And the attitude that leads to this beatitude is that you, 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 you must be a peacemaker. Number one. And we are closing. How do you create peace among you and your, you, between you and your friend, among pastors, among singers? You'll be surprised one day you and Mary, you just start fighting over a microphone. Hmm. You see, I can understand why you are laughing because it doesn't make sense. It does. That you and Mary should fight over a, a, a microphone. Mm. That a microphone was lying there and she took it first. By taking it. Or she's using the, yeah, she, she, she's using the microphone you want to use. Can you believe that that alone can cause you not to talk to her for three months? Sorry. It can happen. Why? Because demons. These things are caused by demons. When you are with somebody and there's constant conflict, remember that demons are at work. So number one, the first thing to do, to be a peacemaker is to pray for peace. Psalm 122, verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love be. Pray. Look, has those of you who are married listening to me, beloved, peace, eh? Peace doesn't come by being an Ewe or a guy or a Fantio. Peace doesn't come by being peaceful. Peace is a supernatural blessing. You must pray for peace in your relationship. Yeah, you must pray that we don't quarrel. <laughs> ah, but this, this is not a poem I wrote. This is the word of God. I also didn't know. I'm also discovering it today. Apparently, peace is a prayer topic. Peace in your marriage is a prayer topic. <laughs> Not just money and rent and accommodation and children's school fees. Peace is a prayer topic. You will not believe where, where conflict will arise. You just wake up one day and your wife is not in the room. Ah, where are you? I'm in Takradi. Oh! I, I, I just want to face my mother. Everything I'm saying, uh, I can give you names, address, and time. One wife called me yesterday. She said, yesterday? No, no, sorry, she didn't call. She sent a text. Said, Bishop, can you believe it? That my husband has told someone to go to the police station to announce that I'm lost. Yesterday? 
24 hours ago. And why? Because she has traveled somewhere and didn't tell the husband. So the husband, even though somebody has told he believes that you are lost. The police will go to look for you and arrest you. <laughs> Grown-ups, oh, with hair in their armpits. Grown-ups. But if you are a child, you understand how suddenly a, a married couple that are peaceful, two friends, peaceful, brother, two brothers, peaceful, suddenly they don't talk. Suddenly. One husband went to, to see a pastor a few days ago. He says, I want to divorce my wife. Why? What, what's wrong? And he begins to list the things. And the things he's listening are normal cobwebs. Normal cobwebs. When you hear a person like this talking, then you wonder, then, then, then you, they must give you a, the UN Peace Prize. <laughs> Yes! yes! You deserve the United Nations Peace Prize. If this man doesn't want to sit with his wife, then you deserve the UN Peace Prize. Boutros, Boutros, Gali. Nelson Mandela, UN Peace Prize. You wonder, how does it come about? It's demons! Demons! They just enter the house, they enter the friendship. They enter the relationship. They enter the marriage. And suddenly, people who are in love... This man who is telling uh, someone to go and report that his wife is lost. I was in their house some two, three years ago. Friendship. Happiness. Marriage. (laughs) The man is NDC. The woman is MPP. They don't agree on anything about politics. But they they are friends. Today, it's not politics which is separating them all. Nonsense. Now, I'm saying that peace, peace in your house. Some of you little children, pray for your mother, your mother and your father. Pray for your mother and your father. You sit there and say, School fees there, so come. Accommodation there, they always. One day, you'll be surprised that to get school fees, you must go to Takwa. And to get pocket money, you must go to Kweu. Because your father is in Takwa, your mother is in Kweu. Some of you have grown up, you always see your mother and your father on the same bed, lying on the same bed, in one room. So you think that is how life is. So one day, to see your mother lying on a bed, you must go to one house. And to see your father lying on a bed, you must go to another house. That's when you discover that. It's not, it's not, it is not something to take for granted. That your parents are in one house. Pray for the peace of your family. Pray. Pray. They shall prosper. That's lovely. <laughs> pray for the peace. So, who are the peacemakers? People who pray. Pray for your parents. Pray. Don't sit there, just eat rice and stew. You pork chops. Just eat by heart. When you, finish, you, you talk like an idiot. You talk by heart. Like, like, like there's gas from your nose. <laughs> you talk like an idiot. 
Tu don't pray. Don't pray. Me, I know exactly how life is without a father. When I was nine years, my father died. Nine years. Fatherless at nine. Like how we have revival at seven. I was fatherless at nine. <laughs> if I tell you my story, you start crying, so I won't tell you. Fatherless at nine. You are not too young to pray for your parents. That is what makes you literally a child of God. Blessed are those who make peace. And the first way to make peace is to pray for peace. Say, romance, that you and your wife are the most romantic couple, You've not seen something. Come home, I'll show you romance. <laughs> Come home. Nonsense. We are in love. You don't pray and sleep. It, it, it's just one day. Just one, one, one day around 11.30 a.m. Then the nonsense begins. You see troops are moving towards the border. <laughs> yes. Troops are moving. They are, they, the troops are piling up at the border. You understand what I'm talking about. I'm speaking these truths. Troops. After three months, boom, boom. How did it happen? The troops were amassing at the border. Pray for the what? Number two. Maybe I'll give you three. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they, oh, I love this. I'm loving it. I don't know, but I'm, I'm having a good time. Yeah. Number two, to be a peacemaker, be humble. Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13. Verse 10. Proverbs 13. Verse 10. When you remove prayer, only... That's why I'm giving you only two, because I, I can't give three points. <laughs> only... Only means that there is nothing extra. There's not even one, it's, it's not even like one, quart, one one quarter or one and a half or one one eight. Only one thing causes fightings and strife, and that is pride. Only. Blessed. Other peacemakers. You see, you and your friend, you and your friend, you and your friend, the two of you, if you want peace, eh, one of the things you must learn is not acrobatics. You don't learn maths. You don't learn geography. You learn humility. Yeah. When you find someone, if you find a husband and wife who have lived together peacefully for two years, they deserve a prize. Because 
whenever you see, you see, it says, only by pride cometh contention. But with the well advised is wisdom. That's why I'm giving you wisdom today. The wisdom of believing God that you will be what? Humble. Even if your friend, your partner, your neighbor is proud. Proud. You, with your humility, can assuage, can stop, can prevent a lot of conflict. Because, you see, do you know that when two cars are passing each other and they collide, either head, complete head on or just side, slide, side, oblique side, the degree of fatality depends directly on the speed. So, an accident that occurs with one car traveling at top speed, 100 kilometers, uh, 200 kilometers per hour, stop, and it goes to hit a car, an oncoming car traveling at 20 kilometers per hour. It's a deadly accident. 200 versus 20 is deadly. But you can't compare that one. Two. Two hundred and two hundred. <laughs> yes. That's what you call nyami nyami. You, you nyami the thing. Yes. yes. Two hundred, two hundred. Like the one going is two hundred. The one coming is two hundred. It's different from the one, one only one doing two hundred and one is even packed. So the humility of one person can cause a lot of peace in the house. So, so if you want to be a peacemaker, learn to be humble. And one of the evil spirits around is the spirit that makes you proud. Proud. Oh, I've seen, I've come to understand that pride is a spirit. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Pride is a spirit. Pride is a spirit. Pride is a spirit. Why? Because sometimes some people are proud because they are handsome. Yes. If you are very handsome, you can be arrogant. Or if you are a girl, you are like a very beautiful girl. You can be very proud. That's one. Or you are very rich. You have got a lot of money. You just can talk by heart. Or you are very gifted. Like when you play the keyboard, it's like people are just, wow, that, 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 that guy is good. 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 Now, when you come to church, you raise your collar like that. Emmanuel, I mean, it's, it's like just, just like the, the skill.
skill of playing the keyboard has entered your head like Indian hemp. People who are very gifted. Singers, keyboardists, whatever. Gifts. You see, pride, Friday is like a tree. It must feed on something to grow. And that's where we come to one other cause of pride. That is, we don't know what is wrong with you. You are not handsome. You are not rich. You failed your exams. You don't know anything. You are so proud. It's called idiopathic pride. Idiopathic. We can't explain it. <laughs> idiopathic. In fact, it means it, it, is, it is the pride of an idiot. Idio, idiopathic. Idiopathic. That's not true. Idiopathic means we can't find the problem. No, we've investigated your background. Your father lives in a hut as I'm right here. You are in a boy's contest in somebody's house. 17 girls have bounced you. You don't have a job. <laughs> you don't have any talent. So why, why are you proud? Your face is twisted. One eye is red, one eye is white. So when we go into say, no, this one is demonic. It's called idiopathic. Idiopathic. But I'm saying that it's called idiopathic. The pathology of an idiot. I'm preaching. Humble. Sometimes the, the greater one should be humble. Oh, yes. I wrote a text to somebody recently. I said, if I did this, then I'm very sorry. I apologize. I've, 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 I've apologized to people who on a normal day don't even deserve to be in my presence. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Because if you are not humble, if you don't... You see, one of the rare meanings of humble is fool. Oh, yes. You see, to be humble, you must sometimes be a fool. Which is what makes us proud because you don't see how... Like, like, you don't tell any nonsense. So sometimes to be humble in your marriage, it means you are a fool. You, you must be prepared to make yourself a fool. Among two friends, stand up, the two of you. Both of you have got rich parents. You are all uh, 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 honest students. You are all doing this. You are going to America to do your uh, university, whatever. You are all whatever, everything, whatever. You have got measles, uh, chicken pox before this one didn't get chicken pox. So your face uh, is, is a bit, you know, yes. So you are, you are rich, intelligent. Because this girl is even more intelligent than you. But if you want to remain friends forever, sometimes you must be like a fool. Sometimes you must say sorry when rather she must say sorry to you. That's humility. To be humble means to take on a position that is not your original position. If you want to really, you know, address the issues and really analyze things well, I am not the one to be apologizing to you. You'll be surprised that to stay married to your wife, you must be ready to say sorry when you are rather the one who is right. At least in your eyes. 
Because if you can reduce, at least if one is 200, and you can reduce your own to 5 kilometers per hour, it, there will still be a collision. The cars will spot, but it will not be as bizarre. So at least the more humility we have in the system, the more we have peace. But if you say, I'm the, you can't talk, I'm your head. Come, sit, sit down. I say, sit down. I have to go. Go away. Sit down. I have to go. I need to go to uh, church. But uh, Bishop says that I, I should come and sit. I said, sit down. How? I should go. Sit down. I should go. I'm sorry then. You see, a man with two testicles is kneeling down. So they would say, I'm sorry. Because he's idiotic. But to be humble, you, you are the head. Your wife says, I have to go. All right, go. Even by saying go, you weaken the person. But if you, see, pride, the word pride is also called legitimate rights. Like, you, you want to assert yourself. I'm not wrong. You are the one who is wrong. But you came for my money, you have not paid the money. Why should I be the one to say sorry to you? I mean, ah, what are you saying? But sometimes I say, you know, I'm very sorry about the financial issues. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very sorry it happened. Anytime you have the money, yes, please. I'm very sorry. Please forgive me. Sorry. When rather, Emilia should be the one to kneel down in front of me that she has not brought my 200. Some of you here, you owe somebody five Ghana cities at a time. Airtime. You owe money airtime on your phone. Vodafone. When the person calls you, you are rather angry. <laughs> I'm preaching. I'm talking about peacemakers. To be able to live peacefully, if you don't know pride, don't go near anybody. Don't go near a woman. Don't go near anybody because hmm, you'll be amazed. When you see friends who have been together for a long time, you don't, some of you don't know how to say sorry. I mean, that word sorry is not in your book. And, and even, sometimes when you say sorry, the way you say it and the sentence you use to say sorry, it's almost like saying that nonsense. Okay, sorry. Just two points. Peace. Do you know peace? Absence of conflict. Absence of... So that your neighbors can call you Christians. <laughs> Tomorrow's week. Tomorrow is Monday. Is it Tuesday? Monday. A husband and wife. Church. They fought till... The neighbors came to knock on the door. Say, what is going on? Why? Why? Do you think they will respect even the church they attend? That if they go to do outreach, which neighbor will listen to this? Sorry. To have peace. To live peacefully. Sometimes you must be a fool. And there are two ways. I'm not giving you three or two and a half or seven. Only two. Number one. Pray. Because sometimes... You can't explain. You cannot explain people's behavior. Pray, especially when there's peace. Like, we are all peaceful. 
we eat, we eat popcorn, Coca-Cola, we relate. This is the time. Pray for peace. Between the two of you, pray for peace. Now that you can call your wife and put your hand on her waist and walk with her, this is the time. Not when she has beaten you. Not when she has beaten you. It's too late to pray for peace. And number two. Be humble. And the humility I'm talking about today is the humility of the greater one. The humility of the higher one. Because sometimes those who are low, the low ones, the ones who are below, most of the time are fools. Generally, because a certain man had two sons, the younger of them was a fool. So most of the time, the one who is lower is a fool. So to expect the lower one rather to behave sensibly means you yourself, you are idiotic. Idiotic. And you watch it. As we live here, you will all be in relationships where you know, I mean, by, you know that you are, you, you, you are the top. The person you are saying sorry to, when we do exams, you get 78 and the person gets 18. But you have to apologize to the person that you are sorry that he failed. <laughs> it's like madness. So, it, and, and, and I've defined pride also as your pride can sometimes be defined as your legitimate right. It's like you have a right. That's why Philippians 2 is a great chapter in the Bible. Christ had the right to be God. But he dropped that right. Your ability to drop your right. For once. I'll finish preaching. But. Sit down my darlings. I feel that the message is not complete. Without giving you something anecdotal. An anecdote. A story that will, you know, summarize the humility part. Because as for the prayer part, it's important because some war and strife is nonsensical. There's, there's no sense in it. You just pray. And when do you pray? 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 When there is peace. Because when you have been beaten and one eye is red, your mother's side has gone down and one is upstairs, you can't even open your mouth to pray for peace. So we end by going to a very interesting story that I want to end with as a lesson, you know, life lessons. Genesis 12 and verse 2. 13. And Abram, Abram, was very rich in cattle 
in silver and in gold. Are you there? I can't hear you. Are you all there? And Abraham was what? Rich in what? Cattle and what? Silver and what? Gold. Then we jumped to verse number 5. And Lot also which went with Abraham. Hasha, I love the word of God. Though. There's something about the word of God. It, 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 it gives me high fever. Lot also which went with Abraham had what? Flocks. And what? And what? Tent. So, those of you who did um, inequalities. Inequalities. Verse 2 and verse 5. Which is greater than the other? Is 2 greater than 5? Or 5 is greater than 2? Somebody who is rich in cattle, in silver, and gold. And one who is rich in flocks, and heads, sheep. And goats and tents, cloth, cloth houses, clothilda, <laughs> cloth houses. Is two greater than five, or five is greater than two? Which is greater? Somebody who is rich in cattle, silver, and gold, and one who is rich in sheep, and goats, and cloth houses, clothildas. Who is richer? Alright. Let us, let's even see that we are not analyzing it well. Maybe the goats are one million goats. And somebody's, the, the gold is just the size of a button. I mean, okay. So now let's look at the human beings. Abraham himself, the father, who is traveling and carries a little boy wearing pampas without a shirt. Says, let's go. Your father is dead. Follow me. If you look at the two people, Abraham and Lot, who is greater? I can't hear you. When I talk, you hear. But when you talk, who, Abraham and Lot, who is greater? But verse 6, and I'm ending. The land was not able to bear them. That they might dwell together. For their substance was great. Abraham is rich. Lot is also rich. So that they could not dwell together. These are the reasons. Why people can't dwell together. Everybody is full. The woman is full of her rights. The man is full of his rights. So there was a strife. And whenever you see the word strife. You see another word it's what? Pride. Pride is in the area. Anytime you see strife. Anytime you see strife. Like when we were in school, there was a boy. He, he, he used to smell. Before he enters the class. That's the wind that is bringing him to the class. Announces him before he enters the class. So when you smell that thing, you know that Charlie, Papa is coming. <laughs> So when you see strife around, when you see people fighting, what is in the area? Something is in the area. So when you see people fighting, quarreling, 
something, some pride is the area. And there was strife between the headsmen of Abram's cattle and the headmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanites and the Perizzites dwelt then in the land. And then they say, this is humility. Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife. I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my headmen and the headmen, for we are brethren, we be brethren. Can you imagine you, your, your father telling you that you, you and your father, we are brothers? Yeah, because you have become so big that you are like, you, you are like a co-equal. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's life. Sometimes, even with your hands, you can lift people up. As a pastor, there are people I lifted up, raised and raised and lifted up. They became mad. At the point, they feel like we are the same. You, 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 you have also contributed. You have made inputs. <laughs> when the mistake I made was to bring you close, to let you eat my food. When I'm going, I say, sit down, let's go. It enters people's heads. That's why sometimes when you see people say, be there, be there. You want to commit to kill yourself. At least you are going to hell first. <laughs> Even if I end up in hell, at least you took the lead. <laughs> you help someone. You teach somebody in school. till so you get 78, he goes to get 77, then he feels that he also deserves a prize. <laughs> it's all the same, all the time. Can you imagine if Abraham had not taken lot with him? Not some area boy, but because of his association. And you will read later on that. As soon as he separated from Abraham, problems. That's not the subject of today's teaching. I'm saying that sometimes, sometimes, even if you are the father, you must tell the person, you know, we are brothers. We are equal. It's okay. It's okay. I'm your husband. It's okay. I'm your houseboy. Please. I beg you. It's okay. So that there will be peace. So that your neighbors will call you children of God. So that your children, your children, your children, your children. Because by your behavior, your fighting in the house, your son will say, if this is what marriage to a woman is, then I'll marry a man. Oh, I'll marry a man. I like a man, especially I know Fifi, with big bottles, I like him. I mean, if this is what marriage to a woman, this is how your child at home, that's the way they are thinking. If this is marriage, I'm watching you carefully. I'll take my decisions. So sometimes, the father Abraham says that, you know something? It's okay, it's okay. It's okay. We are all, we are all pastors. We are, it's just that I'm a bishop. We, we are, it's a title, we are the same, it's okay. Forgive me, I beg you. Please, I beg you. Please forgive me, I beg you. Please, please pray for me. I beg you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. So that you will be around. So that, so that our neighbors and our children will not feel that we are not children of God. Remember, today's message, the blessing is the blessing of being called a child of God. To be called a child of God. To be called a Christian, you must be peaceful. Whether you are a gang, or you are a choleric, or you are whatever, you must be peaceful. Whether you are a fanti, you are an airway, what you must be peaceful. 
and to be peaceful. Sometimes you've got to be humble, baby. You've got to be humble. He said, let there be no strife. For we are brethren. Nine. Let's end. It's not the whole land before us. Separate yourself. I pray this from me. If you, a small boy lot, you were nothing. I took you out. Because of me, you are rich. I'm allowing you to take your own fast. Oh, what a church service I've had today. What a church service. If you take the left, I'll take the right. Ideally, when you are eating fufu with your father, he must eat the fish first and break some and give you. You don't break the fish, eat and say, that is Jesus. <laughs> Abraham said, it's okay, it's okay. Choose first. If you take the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, you go to the left. Some of you, eh, you will grow up one day, not now. You will respect your father and your mother. How they have lived for you to have what you have. How we have had to live our lives for you to have what you, you are seeing. It's not today you understand. I give you ten years. Wherever I am, you look for me. You look for me. This is humility. It's okay. You are equal. Actually, you are greater. Choose, choose, choose right. I'm with you. And, and Lot does not have the sense to say that never me to choose. No. First of all, I won't leave you. If they are quarreling, I'll go and slap the guy. Because, you see, people don't know how they become even normal. People who should be in mental hospitals don't know how they came by their normality. Lot didn't an, 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 analyze. His response so I mean, to, he said, as you go where? Left. No. Where you are standing is where I will stand. These workers, we were here before they came. I am what I am because of you. But few people analyze life that way. So as soon as Abraham said, take left, he lifted his head and looked left and right. Right is brown. Left is green. I like here. But Abraham didn't say anything. He took the brown part. But later on, Bible says, go down. Let me show you something very powerful. Yes, Lord chose the plain of Jordan. Lord journeyed east. Next. Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan. So when Lot chose the nicest, juiciest, greenest part, he went. Verse 13. But the men of Sodom were wicked. Yes. Yes. Look at it. Yes. Yes. Verse 14 is the verse I want to show you. How God blesses the humble. Like he blessed Christ who was humble. Philippians 2. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated himself from him. Sometimes when people want to leave your presence, let them go. As a pastor, I have fought, literally begged people to stay. It never worked. 
you will come to that place. Somebody will decide that I can't be with you. Because sometimes they realize that they are evil cannot, it's not compatible with your presence. And they want to persist in the evil. Let them go. It's not every time you have pity on people. So that you must harden your heart. After Lot was separated from him, God now said, the Lord said, lift up now your eyes. Look from the place where you are. Where you are standing. Here. Look now. Northward. Southward. Eastward. And westward. I'm sure you don't even need to do geography to understand that one of these places will be where Lord chose. When you are humble, God gives you what the proud person has collected. God gives you your own and adds their lives and puts them under you. But that's not even the point. I just wanted to show you something nice. That when you are humble, you don't lose. Humility has never been destructive. Yeah. You humble yourself, you become great. You humble yourself. Yeah. When you drop your legitimate right, like Jesus Christ said, he taught equality with God as not robbery. To call himself God, he wasn't stealing a title. He was God. But he humbled himself. He lowered himself. I believe humility always applies to the greater one in the relationship. Yes. Greater one. It's okay. I will apologize to you. If it will make our marriage work, I'm very, should I kneel down? Okay, I've knelt down. It's okay, I'm very sorry. Please forgive me. I've done wrong. Sorry. I know you are the keyboardist and the bishop, but I'm very sorry. The way I spoke wasn't too nice. Please forgive me. I won't say that again. I was wrong. I was insensitive. Please pardon me. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. What else can I do? Go from here and pray for peace. Especially those of you children sitting here whose parents are in one bedroom like you. When you are praying, don't pray that God will one day touch mommy's heart to give you hair. You don't need hair. Just rasta is enough. Pray that my father and my mother will live peacefully. Pray before a diamond spirit, diabolos spirit, enters your beautiful house. Pray. Pray. And number two, be humble. I wish I could give you five points, you know. But the Bible says, only by pride come a contention, come a strife. Blessed are those who make peace, for they shall be called the children of God. Stand to your feet. As we close.
Just lift up your two hands and just pray. Lift your two hands and pray. We've closed the service. What a beautiful time. Oh, what a beautiful time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift your hands and say, Lord. <laughs> Lord, this message is not above me. This is my message. Lord, teach me humility. Let me walk in your blessing. Lift your hands and just pray as we close. Pray as we close. Humility, Lord. 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 Pray. Pray. Lord, that you be a peacemaker. That you will not be a, a source of strife. You will not be a source of quarrel. But rather you will be a source of peace. Pray. Pray. May we be peacemakers, O Lord. May we be peacemakers, O Lord. Help us to be humble, O Lord. Help us, O Lord, to be peacemakers. Help us to be peacemakers. We pray for peace in our lives. We pray for peace in our relationships. We pray for peace in our homes, O God. We pray for peace in our friendships, O God. We pray for peace with our family members, O God. We pray for peace with our parents, O God. We come against every spirit that brings strife, O God. We come against every spirit that brings depression, O God. We come against every spirit that brings division, O God. We pray for every spirit that separates us, O God. Lift your voice and pray that you will be a peacemaker. Oh God, that we may be called your children, oh Lord. That we may be called your children, oh God. That we may be called your children, oh God. That we may be called children of the most high. Oh God, give us a lonely heart, oh God. 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 Give us a lonely heart, oh